What's really going on, everybody? Back for another episode. This is season three, episode four of the What's Really Going On podcast. As always, Noah Lyons joined by Mackenzie Marshall and Henry Woods. Before we get into everything, be sure to check out all of our social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WRGOPod. That also includes you be sure to subscribe, like, and listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, where we are now putting up newer, shorter, funner videos on there. You can check those out. Henry and Mackenzie, how are you guys? Doing well, doing well. What's up, guys? How's it going? Awesome. Thriving, thriving. So now we will get into the food for thought. Uh, the first one has to do with uh, the student loan pause. We had a brief panic, uh, or I will say I had a brief panic in our chat uh, because Henry and Mackenzie received their student loan emails a day before me. So I had a 24 hours uh, of panic. No, I didn't even qualify for the student loans. That was just, uh, yeah. Said, I made too much Ooh, money. Let no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with money. It just depends on loan like, provider. Had, yeah, literally loan provider. But, um, no, that was just on Twitter. People were uh, posting that. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So what does that exactly mean? Well, here's what it means. So beginning on Saturday, the, the Department of Education sent, uh, be they began sending emails to borrowers after alerting them of their debt uh, relief approval and a pending lawsuit delaying the program implementation. So the Biden, according to the Biden administration, 26 million uh, people have applied uh, for the student loan forgiveness, with 16 being officially approved. On Friday, the Justice Department urged the Supreme Court to allow Biden's plan to move forward after the Eighth Circuit stopped it from taking effect. The initial lawsuit alleged the administration didn't have the authority to grant the relief and that they could suffer losses. All of the states that put up the suit have either Republican governors or Republican attorney generals who are making the suit. Um my question so to you is all is true? what the... you know it's just you know, lawsuits are like when you throw stuff at a wall and what sticks that's literally what a lawsuit is so like they're just attempting to like mess with biden in the democratic party in my opinion because there's no way like these people rich people can get all these write-offs but you can't ref like give us a little bit of student debt. It's not unconstitutional. They're just like trying to make it a long gated process to affect Biden in the end. Yeah. And they're trying to do like weird stuff to what Henry said. It's just like they're throwing basically shit at the wall. The only concerning thing is, is that just like with the Roe v. Wade stuff, like you can throw it at the wall enough times and all you need is it to go right one time. <laughs> Look, completely F up. You just need that one time. Yeah. You just need that one time. So like, they're basically saying that like Biden doesn't have the authority, which is already questionable considering that like, okay, Trump and other presidents have the ability to like turn off and on student loan relief. So like, what does that really mean? Another suit that probably makes a little bit more sense is that they're basically saying that like, this is a rule that he did and he rushed it through. He didn't do like these like very procedural steps, um, but it's largely just people hating. But Mackenzie, what do you what do you think? Because it seems like another instance where like the court can just kind of do what it wants, possibly, and then we just kind of have to pick up the pieces. I mean, honestly, I don't even know. I mean, I think that they're not going to get anywhere with it besides um, just wasting time. I hope that this isn't something that has to go like past twenty twenty three at least by the latest. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only thing that I hope not. But you know what? This could be a way for them to try to continue to delay it until 2024 when they could possibly get a new president in the office. Um, I feel like it's, it down. 
Yeah, I do feel like it could be. Ooh, that would be a that would suck. Everybody's hopes would be really, really high, and then it just be taken away like that. But um, yeah, I just feel like it's a distraction as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do try to use that as a way to just delay, 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 delay. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head, man. <laughs> They're literally yeah. putting this in court so they can delay it, and then once the Republican gain office, which is in my head likely for 2024 they're just going to push it out the way and then it doesn't matter and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's literally what this is. This is what politics is. Yeah. I mean, then I think it gets to the funny, the more interesting thing is like, I I'm for myself, I'm not going to speak it into existence, but if it did happen, I don't think they realize that like, so like I want, how many of those 16 million people are just not going to pay it? If they're like, you said you were going to do this and now you won't like, that's just a bad. That's been people's mentality since they paused two years ago oh absolutely Absolutely. they might as well help themselves out right now because they're not getting it back regardless my friend down the street said he not pay it (laughs) well january 1st coming around the corner but yeah lord knows so anyway we're going to continue on kind of the education beat um so north carolina and t this week, uh, they were ordered to pay a nearly $2 million fine for apparently over-enrolling out-of-state students by, according to the university system, 171 out-of-state students were there who were not not supposed to be. Um, one of the Black board members said, I cannot support this particular item, uh, pushing a historically minority-serving institution for ultimately being successful. We have out-of-state students who want to attend our institutions because of its history and because of their ability to make good and deliver on a promise to provide high-quality education. Um, I just found out about this story yesterday. Um, I don't know what you all think. I thought it was kind of crazy that the school could be fined $2 million for like having a higher enrollment it sounds yeah, like i guess nuts. that's I'm, what is throwing I'm, and me i've never heard that before i've never heard that I, that's the only thing throwing me about it like why is that happening because i would be curious to know like the population of people in north carolina actually applying to ncat that would be I mean, it's a state Wait, school why? so it has to be it has to be still high that's but i think they're just saying that like you so like North Carolina, HBCU, just curious. Because that's, like, it's so many schools in North Carolina. Like, you have the University of North Carolina. You have, like, North Carolina. Um, it's another. Uh, NCCU. Yeah. There. So, wait, what are you trying to say? Like, you're trying to say that there. I would just yeah. be curious to see how many North Carolinians or North Carolina natives actually apply to the school and like what caused the fine. That's all I'm saying, because just me, Henry Woods, a black man from the South. Is it a lot of black like people in North Carolina applying for NCAT? You know what I'm saying? We know about the school because we're black, but like I, I know a lot of black people that don't even know about this school. So I guess I'm again, I'm just no, I feel like that's true. I mean, Howard even dealt with over-enrollment, but Howard never got sued. That's my only thing. Because they're a private institution. Yeah, Yeah. I guess it's because it's a private institution. Because what the university system is saying is that, like, your number of of people who are enrolled in the university who are not not born or who are not North Carolina residents have exceeded whatever limit, apparently, that was not hardcore established, but through some formula. So they're basically saying that your percentage of -of out-of-state students has risen above what it should. I don't 
I don't necessarily know what that means, but I guess to the university's point, it's like you're going to punish us for being a good school. <laughs> it's like I don't. And the right, sad thing like, is, they produce, like, right? They produce, like yeah. I mean, it's like one of the biggest HBCUs. I think it's like mm-hmm. top two or three yeah. biggest ones. They're like, definitely in the top definitely. ten. I was just about to say, definitely top ten HBCUs. They have a great engineering program, communications program. But I guess I'm still confused on why they're being penalized because they have too many out-of-state people. Did any, yeah. Yeah, that's what, per to our sources, Greensboro knew. So state schools can that's only have said. a certain amount of out-of-state Ideally. Okay. Ideally. And then I guess it's like, um, you know, then but then it's a matter of like, did they do they have a hard number? Or it's like, you only have to have 10% or are they just gaming it, basically saying like, hey, you have, we told you you can only have 3,000 and you have 3,017. And here's, a, now you have to pay $2 million, which is a sad thing because it's like, you know who could use $2 million in HBCU? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> kind of like that the sad, like who knows what that $2 million could have done, yeah. especially now that like HBCUs are like, I mean- they were always popping, but now it seems like I at least feel like from the time that we've been there, HBCUs are certainly like more culturally relevant in terms of like mass media, in terms of like all that stuff. So that's just interesting to me, a side result. Uh, Henry, do you want to uh, talk about the other news? Hello. And other HBCU news. No, so I'm pretty sure you guys remember the girl going viral for posing in front of the Rattler FMU and the university decided to revoke her degree. I was always confused by this situation situation because how are you taking something that I pay for away from me? Like that doesn't even make sense. However, she is. How does that make sense? That's how like stuff works. No. How, stuff works. how are you taking my degree from me? It's you're, you're getting it through this institution. And if you don't file. Uh-huh, rules, and that institution received my money. So that became a business. That doesn't matter. That's a business transaction. Noah. That's no. a business mm-hmm. transaction. Yes, you it could, is. You could, no, think about it like this. You could buy a house. Go look up in a legal definition what a business transaction is, then get back with me. But that's it's not about, a, it's not a, it's not about, okay, that's like, that sounds, that's, that sounds nice to say, but like you can buy a house. That's a business transaction. You can buy a house, but if you don't follow your quote unquote rules of ordinance in that particular community, you no, can buy a house. what in where what rule book in any at what in what rule book did they tell her she couldn't pose naked in front of the rattler or anywhere on campus? I'm sure that they can relate it to something in the school in the code of conduct. Well, she's getting her degree back, Mr. <laughs> Antagonist, and she's about to sue that, so that's how she's getting it back. I'm just glad that you think that once you give money to something that you're automatically guaranteed. I'm entitled to something. That. Yes, I do. Wait, so I don't understand your stance, Henry. Are you mad that she's getting her... Like... I'm, I'm glad that she's getting her degree back. Noah said, well, he attempted to challenge my thinking on me paying for a degree in the university having the um, ability to revoke not, and the degree. To clarification, you're not technically paying for the degree. A lot of people are paying to go there. That doesn't mean they receive a degree. Well, I received my degree, and if you dare take it from me, you better be ready to fight a war. That's all I'm telling you and anybody else. If I pay for something and you attempt to revoke or limit or something in regards that wasn't previously established before I swipe my card, sent my check, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you better be ready for war. What Donald Temple loves to say, it's war, baby. And then yeah. Donald Temple said, who? 
It's war, baby. Who? It's Who? Don't do that. That's a Googleable Who? name. Don't be playing. No, no. You know I'll jump through this computer. Who? Don't play with me. Who? Man's ran for right. Congress. Stop playing with me. Did he win? I didn't, my bad. Did he win? We not talking about that. <laughs> no, you hold these hands. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad the result happened, but I think it's, I think this is a clear thing of like choices sometimes do have consequences and like. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> like a, absolutely. Choices, chances, consequences. Like, I think we've gotten to the point where I think people think like, yeah, you can just do anything. It's like, no, if you're, yeah, if you're beholden, yeah. if you're beholden to another entity or someone else is controlling your shit, like mm, choices, choices just have consequences. Like, that's why I was kind of like, okay, good for her. But like, if it didn't go bad, if it went south, I'd be like, so were you ever on her side? I don't think it's a matter of me being on her side or not. <laughs> I'm happy she got it. I'm not hating. I'm just saying choices have consequences. It has to do with us. issue. I mean, the thing, I think they were drastic for trying to revoke her degree in the first place, but if she wasn't appropriate for the picture. What was inappropriate about the picture? Naked in front of the, naked in front of the school (laughs) sign. That's bad for the school If if I'm walking up like the Howard front gates and I see a woman naked in front of the front great gates of Howard, that's not inappropriate? I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm like, that is definitely inappropriate. I know it was a wild action and I definitely agree with Noah in saying consequences have, I mean, actions have consequences, which we definitely live in a society where people think their actions don't have any consequence. So I, I see what you all are saying however in this predicament i would i would just i didn't agree with the university i thought it was very like od oh, yeah, for taking away the degree yeah i think they did or trying to yeah, yeah trying to that was a bit yeah so the next uh topic that we have we had a little bit of the conversation um on our last episode which is about a month ago but a lot has happened since then this has to do with Twitter. Um, so Elon Musk, who is the CEO, had been very public in his takeover of the social media platform. So since he bought the site in October, Musk has uh, frantically worked to change the company's business model, which includes the stuff like the $8 verification and all of that, and also their workplace culture. So first, he laid off almost about 50% of their workers, and then he required last week the remaining employees to basically like sign this ambiguous pledge or take three months of severance pay and then leave, which I probably would have done. Um, This past week, there have been rumors of the company lacking the staff to handle kind of like basic functions and heightened use, especially with the World Cup that will increase users and tweets and possibly the possibility for errors. Um, Obviously, I think we all were kind of tuned in because it was kind of like the thing of like you check Twitter to see if Twitter is going to fall because where else would you go to monitor that? Um, My question to you all is what does the future of kind of like engagement news and like cultural stuff look like without twitter um i don't really know what it looks like that's really the biggest question for me because i just feel like even when i go to look at people's pages and stuff when they're quote tweeting stuff i'm like i don't even know if this person is who they say they are like Mm -hmm. i don't really know if this is accurate information um it's just hard to like check and try to verify information and stuff like that um and then I don't know maybe it's just my timeline but I also don't feel like I see as many of my friends or people like interacting as they used to it does just seem a little dry other than everyone talking about the fall of Twitter but like the actual feeds and other funny Mm -hmm. conversations and stuff it doesn't seem like 
fun to be on, at least not on my timeline. So. Henry? Yeah, what kind of mirror, uh, what Mackenzie said, like, it, it seems like people are kind of like getting themselves ready for it. <laughs> kind of like, okay, I'm going to just stop using this now. Um, It sucks, though, because like, Twitter was a, the non-problematic app, and now it's the most problematic in my head. I don't know. Like, I always enjoyed Twitter. It wasn't about, like, you know, the imagery of social media or any of that. It was just, like, fun jokes and news. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really it. Um, so it was cool. Um, so it, it's just kind of like, dang, if we can't go to Twitter to crack jokes, where are we going to go? Yeah. Like yeah, where? It's like you can't. Yeah, you can't do that on like Instagram. Like people ain't gonna be on Facebook. Like, it's hey, y'all. <laughs> it's not the same. And I get this. I we can enter this conversation because like Black Twitter plays a large part in Twitter success. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very much so. I I enjoy the camaraderie and unity and just like community that we've been able to develop as a people. Um whether it's news joking matters like i've watched tv with black twitter i've talked about elections with black twitter i've cried and mourned about life events on black twitter so like it's been a useful resource yeah yeah i think it's the most useful of all the social media platforms by far yeah, yeah. Like public the question good. I want to pose, though, or attempting to pose, or at least get into this frame of conversation, is like us as Black people, um, like where are we gonna go? Like, let's say somebody, because you know somebody has tried or is attempting to create an app similar to Twitter. Yeah, and I I seen somebody tweeted out, and I think I sent it to the thread. Yeah, you did. Um. I can't remember the name of it at the moment and I don't feel like struggling for it. Nonetheless, it was uh, in that conversation, someone said, see, why y'all gotta do this? Cause people were like asking how well does it work? Does that like just asking questions. And it was like, why y'all gotta do this? Y'all hopped on Twitter with whatever and letting them evolve over time. But this something for our people, <clears throat> Blackum is the name of the app, B-L-K-E-M. Nonetheless, this is something for our people, but you guys don't want to support it. Is that like, how do you guys feel about that? I don't think that's fair. I don't think that that's fair because I feel like apps in general, like it takes a lot for any type of app to get off the ground and to really create a following, um, period. Like, I don't think it's a black or I don't think this is a race thing. And then it's just like, also, um, when apps try to compare themselves, not even apps, when you try to compare yourself against another app, of course, everyone's going to have all these questions because it's like, well, you're saying you're like Twitter, but are you really like Twitter? Do you have all of these features? Like, I don't think it's us not supporting Black people. Like, I don't think it's that. Yeah, and I think a part of it is just like, it's the simplicity of it all, which is like, which makes like the whole Twitter thing to me hilarious is that like, Elon Musk bought Twitter for like a price that they never would have been sold for because Twitter doesn't like make as much money as we probably think it does because how do they generate most of their money? It's through like ads, it's through promotional mm-hmm. tweets. Like they, that's like their literal stream of revenue. Like they don't mm-hmm. have like subscription rule. I mean, they do now, but like they don't have a lot of streams of revenue. But like a part of the thing about Twitter was that you at least got to promote it to about to like millions and millions of eyeballs. And like that's the good part about Twitter is that it's just so many voices, but like. I can't say it's just like a black 
thing if people don't hop on because it's like I think at a certain point people are just gonna be like okay what are you literally offering me mm-hmm. I don't have time to sit here through the startup phase and help you become something that you could be I'm on here because I know this thing is an established thing and I know I can follow the these dying Noah, so like that but I don't think it matters I don't think it matters I don't think people are going to be willing to say like yeah, this this thing that I really use a lot is dying, but I'm going to go through the I'm going to go I'm going to ride the wave of something else that I don't know just to see if it might be successful, because nine times out of 10, I hate to say this, like the next thing that try to become Twitter are not going to work. That's just how the, that's just honestly how that works. I agree. Unfortunately, that's how the startup stuff works. I don't think enough people are going to like I wouldn't do that. Like if Twitter kind of fell off, I don't like Mackenzie, if Twitter fell off, would you look to join something else that was no. not that was similar? I'd probably just say that's a sunk cost. Like, OK, this is great. Well, social media battery like TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like that's I only do Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Wait, I, so I just don't. I, what's really going on TikTok account? I thought you'd be like doing your dances and stuff. No, not yet, not yet, not yet. I mean, I, mean, I like, like TikTok, yeah. but TikTok isn't Twitter though. That's the thing. Like apps, I feel like are one of those things. Like, well, TikTok. People are saying TikTok is similar to Vine, but the thing about I disagree now. Now that I'm more into TikTok, it's not it really that power. much. Like, yeah, it has. There's a lot more things that you can do within it that I feel. So I don't feel like apps, especially apps like Twitter and stuff, I don't think you can remake that and like redo it in either. a different way. It's like, that's it. And then once it's gone, it's gone. And then there's some new app that's going to come about soon. Now, that's what I, I think the big question is. What is going to be the new app? The next what is thing. that going to look like? Yeah, what is going to be the next thing? Um, because even with, and that's what's so interesting about like influencers and stuff, because it's like, well, what happens when these apps no longer become a thing because I think we're seeing Facebook die, MySpace, well, not Facebook mm. die, but Facebook is on the decline. It MySpace changed. was on the decline. Like all of these things have like a closing date eventually. At least, I mean, there mm-hmm. might be no, one that kind of has a magical power that can become like a Google and like really cement, cement itself within our like type of society. But I think it's once Twitter comes to a close, I think it's just going to be a wrap. We shouldn't but that try was to, a like, funny thing it. is that's the funny thing is that Twitter was that kind of thing where it's like it had a larger you can find young kids on there and you could find <laughs> people in their 70s who were writers yeah. who were just sharing either work yeah. or historians mm-hmm. and like Facebook doesn't really offer that in like an easier the funny thing is that Twitter is like the simplest thing but you could like go down the most rabbit holes through it which mm-hmm. is rare because I feel like to what we were talking about you can laugh one moment and you could be like, oh my God, I just found this thread on, you know, these, you know, on this slave ship in, you know, 1800 something. And then all of a sudden you're just doing a deep dive on something Mm -hmm. and no other space has that. And to your point, Mackenzie, I don't think any other space can create that just because like people, they don't have the number. Like Henry, if Twitter crashed, would you want to join something else? It sounds like you would. Oh, so I work in the area of social media, right? So like Mackenzie was saying like all these apps have their like start and stop periods which yeah they do however we live in a digital age so like it's only gonna evolve not go anywhere so like I guess for me listening to you all's takes the conversation then becomes like uh the FCC controlling like whatever entity that may be and ensuring that it's like for the masses and not for a specific group of persons and people because like Twitter in my head was a Google 
it, it is a Google. Um, to your point, it's so, like people don't watch the news on a regular basis anymore, mm-hmm. especially if we're talking about like younger millennials, 20s, we can say 32 for real. But let's be reasonable and say 27 under. Most of us don't really watch the news. We get our news from social media. So like for Twitter, that was their staple in society. You got your news, you were informed, you know what's going on. Um, And there was a credible source to one degree or another. We don't have that necessarily anymore. So to see what becomes the next thing, especially with like video sharing and live streams, like that's where social media seems to be heading mm-hmm. um, that is going to be interesting to see how it evolves and mm-hmm. we go to that next level because social media isn't going anywhere apps aren't getting yeah. anywhere yeah, that's true. people make millions of dollars off of these things these are people's livelihoods so like they're definitely going to find a way to like you know revamp and go with the times type of thing so I'm just curious to see where it goes because like again to me Twitter was like that safe middle haven that you didn't have to be too involved but you were involved enough. Mm-hmm. No that's real that's real well Henry we'll stick with you um, because there was a senate race in your state. Am um, I the expert for tonight's episode or something? No, just Yes you are <laughs> this is season three episode four the Henry show. Um, so after no candidate reached 50% of the vote in Georgia, Raphael Warnock will face Herschel Walker in a December 6th runoff. Warnock defeated Walker by less uh, than 30,000 votes, but he didn't hit the 50% threshold, so we're going to do it all over again. Uh, Warnock has reportedly outspent Walker 3-1 to one in his ads, focusing on character. Henry, what's are you seeing a lot of ads? What's your kind of opinion on what's going to happen? December 6th, if you're listening, December 6th, y'all need to be out there. Honestly, I am flabbergasted at the results because Herschel Walker, my God, like that's how much that that speaks to the Confederacy in this state. That speaks to the conservatism in this state. That speaks to the goddamn racism in this state. Like they want to put a clown that they can control that has been proven to beat people, molest people. He dumb. He he can't really pronounce one or articulate in the full sentence himself. Like, I'm genuinely not confused. I'm not confused. Can I say surprise? I don't know. I'm just like, wow, Georgia. Y'all stick to y'all roots, baby. Y'all stick. The South will always be wrong. (laughs) Look, that's it. The South always going to be the South because I am genuinely, especially seeing the results of, like, the last election, how the state turned blue then you think oh shit how much work did them republicans put in to make sure that ain't happened ever you know but then on top of that like it's so many commercials bro like so many commercials so many commercials like (laughs) i wish i had i threw it all away but last week boy it was like a stack it 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 was oh yeah it was a decent stack of warnock war not like stuff so like for me he's doing he's he's letting you know he's definitely letting you know it would truly be on black people because we see the we seen the results of (laughs) why Stacey Abrams didn't win we see that um 
Are there any debates? Try to put with us don't necessarily align with the like progressiveness of where we want our state headed. Therefore, us as black men need to take charge and go to the polls with black women because it's on us, bro. It's gene is literally on black men. So what's the problem? Y'all can't vote for a black man. They no, like black men in the south are highly conservative. So like when you or think they just about don't vote. that too, or they can't or they vote, vote, or they can't, they can't, they don't know that they have the right to vote because they assume I, I got locked up at 18, I had this misdemeanor, I can't vote. It's a it, it's a lot of put, potential. It's a lot of things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's black men, largely black men that are going to determine if he wins or not and that's just a fact no that's facts that's real we'll oh see what happens um, we will i think it's on them too. but i also think it's also on white women to actually like okay see that's when that i don't need. do that i'm not pu- i'm not going to ask somebody to defend me when my own not even defending me we had this conversation about kanye now, i agree but i think it's too it's twofold because i think it's a, it's also a numbers game it's a thing of even if black people support him at, at X amount of percent, y'all represent a good amount of people in Georgia, but it's not everybody. Somebody no, else got to vote for Warnock right. too. You're right. You're right. We we but definitely. I, but yeah. I understand. I understand the principle. I understand the principle. Certainly understand the principle. Um, we I can know it love to like just antagonize me for no reason. That's why we're. <laughs> oh, oh my god! But we're gonna go yeah. ahead and move on through this. Uh, yeah. Um. I know Henry is Mackenzie. Did you see Black Panther? Yes, I did. Okay, I boom. It. All right, boom, 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 boom. It was so good. <laughs> um, so I don't know. The only conversation I wanted to have on this is kind of the importance of representation and diversity. Um, I didn't think that it was um not. I thought it was wasn't a coincidence that the you know that the blackest film of kind of like the Marvel had references and characters who were indigenous. I think that was like very much so intentional. Um. That was what I was kind of picking up when I was watching it. I don't know about you all, but I just thought it was interesting of kind of like the blackest film kind of is now like expanding its reach because once upon a time, Henry, you know this, we saw it and we literally praised the movie for like doing things that we did that we've never seen. And it seems to me like the franchise is clearly trying to like, all right, now the focus is going to be a woman and now we're going to include different types of, you know, afflicted groups. But that was my thought about it. But Mackenzie Henry, please chime in. This is where like, progressive inclusion becomes a conversation I think because us as black people we've been the oppressed for so long and don't necessarily receive our flowers and have to fight 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 but then other subgroups come and get the same benefits that we fought for with less fight if that makes sense I am very grateful for the representation I definitely appreciate the representation and even within case, like, I mean, if we're talking about like colonization, which that movie highly, like, largely mm-hmm. highlights, um, black and brown persons, if we talk about past time, we did interact with each other prior to interacting with the colonizer and attempting to whatever. So that's what I thought was interesting about the whole storyline, outside of the fact that Ryan Coogler literally had to rewrite it because of god bless chadwick his picture is going here on my wall so y'all will see it soon nonetheless um i i i think the story was 
it was interesting and like if you wanted to pull historical context out of it you could um I commend like it <clears throat> I feel like that was like a memorial service to Tra uh Chadwick it was very beautiful like from A to B you know like they did everything right that was like the best Marvel movie I've seen since like Endgames so yeah it was up there for me yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I I have no like re, like rebuttal like I'm genuinely pleased I did take in like like me and my sister even talked about it like why do black and brown people always gotta fight each other but then I had to like hint like it was like prior arrogance etc that played a part to like that happening because if certain persons would have listened earlier they would have even had that fight but then what would happen with the dialogue of the movie so like you know what i'm saying um yeah I, that's how i felt too i felt like um it was a little bit of like but the why the black and brown people couldn't get it together but um i guess also i felt like that was also a reflection in real life that sometimes mm -hmm. black and brown people always just lose focus on the main goal of like the oppressor is the white person and anti-blackness is throughout all of our um people of colorness or whatever um what'd you say diasporas of millions. yeah of, across the um diaspora so no i really loved it i loved um how they did it every time chadwick um came onto the screen and they did like the little montage or whatever and it was just silent i literally was just tearing up but um and i just love how they did put her front and center put a woman in the um and it was like low-key girl power like very like it was a lot of just strong women so I don't know I just loved it and um people didn't like the Rihanna song but I thought the Rihanna song like seeing it it would it just fit so perfect I literally was in tears when they started Chef's kiss that was like the icing on the cake for me yeah um and I love that it was also about forgiveness and just like I don't know I just really loved like all the layers and stuff so 10 out of 10 12 out of 10 I loved but it. We're not spilling for anybody. You should have been. No, season. I don't think we said it. I don't think we said anything. Yeah, no. We, there were parts really that we were things that we could have spoiled, but we didn't. Um, but it, go see the damn movie. That's all I have. Yeah, to say. I definitely. Um, need they hit like something million in the uh, opening weekend, so mm -hmm. I'm that's good. Yeah, and that's like the only the first time or the second time for mm -hmm. Ryan Coogler reading. It was something historical or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but you know so what movie see. I'm looking forward to? Creed 3, okay? I, I don't know. The preview was playing before um that movie, Wakanda, or the Black Panther. I'll keep wanting to call it Wakanda. Um, but I was just like... Y'all know he spoke at my commencement when I actually, like, received my... Like, I got to walk in and get... Whatever. Yeah. That's why... That's I, huh? No, go ahead, Hammer. You said that's news to you? That no, that was no, no, cool no. though. Yeah, we the Black Panther spoke at graduation. That's cool. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it was like that's why I have such an infinity for Chadwick. Like outside of the Black Panther, I've never seen any artist do what he's done in terms of like biopics. Like he created his legacy honoring legends and then became one himself. That's some goat stuff and then to find out about like 
the protests he did on Howard's campus, how he was just speaking into the students and like, never give up on your dream, never settle. Like, I remember him saying at commencement, like his first job or whatever was on like the soap opera and they wanted him to like play a whitewashed character. He was just like, no, nah, I'm not folding. Um, so I just, I his integrity in the fact that, and that's why I say he's a Howard man or he's a Howardite or whatever we call ourselves because like he suffered in silence was grinding, grinding, and then God bless, you know? And I feel like that's just the Howard hustle. That's what we do. We keep our head down and we do what we gotta do and we make a mark on the world, whether we intend to or not. And God bless that man's legacy. Noah, what you gotta yeah. say? No, you're ready. No, <laughs> no, it's ready. Yeah. No, I literally didn't have anything to say. I was I was going to reference Mackenzie's point is uh, what she was saying before about Creed three, and I was basically going to be like, I think Jonathan Majors is like on his pathway to being like the next it black actor. Like I I, I believe so that in my easy. What? He what did cut, he say? He. No, I'm not saying it like why. I'm just saying like he is in every. He's doing a lot. He's yeah. doing. He's, he's in. Yeah. He can act. Like I get okay. What I'm trying to I didn't see nothing with him in it that I know. He's a good actor. He's I mean after Lovecraft after Lovecraft it like blew up. That's what okay. I'm lying. He was was in other stuff though too. But yeah, you see him in Lovecraft. He's been in a couple things. But Lovecraft. But now my question becomes: Why just Journey Smollett can't get? She deserves more flowers. That girl, I mean, but she been doing this for a minute. She's yeah, fine. She been more. Yeah, she got this her. Ain't like, yeah. I, I think. I think she's. I think she is very selective about what she does. I don't think it's an yeah. issue of lack of like. You're work. right. I think you, it's just you, like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for every Jonathan Majors, where he's like, "I'll take that. I'll take that." Yeah. She's probably just like, mm, "I'll pass." Yeah. So you would say Creed Three is um it might be a box office hit because of John and not Michael B. Michael can't act. I love him though. I love you, boo. But mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because every other girl on earth be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not no, completely he terrible. Uh, he's not completely terrible, but he's, he's just not, not good. He's know. not good. He's just not he good. He doesn't know he's how not... to emote into his characters. He's the same like drywall. Mm. Yes. I see Angela <laughs> acting down in Wakanda forever. Oh, and then yeah. you go watch 911. It's a totally different person. Anyways, don't do too much. Don't do too much. Don't do too anywho, much. Anywho, Henry, I'll pivot to you for our last conversation. That's not in the dot. I'll give you five minutes if you want to do this. Oh my gosh. Okay, so did you guys watch <laughs> as Mackenzie leaves? <laughs> right, she's like, I'm tired of this. I feel like it's relevant. It's with the times. We got to talk about it. Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. Saturday Night Skit. Um. What McKenzie didn't watch. Noah, what's your take on it, guy? So for context, basically Dave Chappelle had said a joke where it's basically like I think basically said if it's a group of Italians, it's it's a mafia. If it's a group of black, it's a gang. It's a if, a, if it's a group of Jewish people, it's a coincidence, and we don't ever talk about it again. Well, um, but you're right. So people had issues with that joke, um, which has not sparked a whole other conversation post. Kyrie post Kanye about kind of anti-Semitism, quote unquote, and kind of everything that's going on. Um, 
what I would actually recommend people do, um, John Stewart did a really good interview with Stephen Colbert on his show and he talked about it and kind of made like jokes about it, but also talked about like how we kind of move forward from a lot of this stuff. And I think his take on it was like, we just can't act, you know, he was kind of being very self-reflective and he's like people who are Jewish often just want to shut it down as soon as it happens. But he's like, people have these thoughts, people have these views. We have to actually like address them and talk about them to actually like move forward from them. And he, the one thing that I really liked that he said was that, you know, there's a, there's a lack of like two way ism in kind of like actual conversation where he's like, people who are Jewish don't understand that like black people have this feeling of being wronged by these institutions and being wronged by these things of power and if people who are Jewish are not willing to, A, just have that conversation of, like, why do you have this hate or why do you feel this way, then, like, we're not going to, like, actually get over anything or, like, nothing's ever going to be done because you don't want to, like, talk about it. Like, we can't, people who are Jewish can't talk about their hurt without Black people talking about, here's why I'm hurt and kind of meeting somewhere in the middle. So that was my take on it. I, did, I don't know. I, I, I think the, the extremes of the conversation are very unproductive uh, in terms of stuff like this, but um John Stewart was the one person I was kind of like, that is probably how we should do things. You're making a face, Henry. Why is that? Because your takes are so interesting sometimes because I'm like, is Noah like a robot or a real person? And I'm saying that because like, realistically, like these are legitimate conversations in my mind, in my head uh, that are happening because to Stephen's point, like, since a child, I was, you know, taught, <laughs> conditioned to not say or not mention or don't, whatever. And for me, Henry Woods, Ye um, prompted a converse, Kyrie to have a conversation that he didn't want to have, which was in, in my uh, logical mind frame, which was introduced by Nick Cannon a few years ago it was just like a piggyback and that conversation never continued because like Steven said they just shut it down we seen what happened to Nick so like within the interview that Nick did with Professor X that got him shut down there were factual historical things that prompted a lot of thought in my mind um and I think is a fair discussion because for me a person who is like conditioned into religion this conversation plays a large part there so it just makes me like wonder and it affirms some of the like hesitations or questions I had regarding my religion or religious practices that were taught to me so like it 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 is it's a valid conversation for me, um, because it's not just like a black and white issue of business. This is that, and I think that's where like the context of it gets lost, because people hear Kanye screaming about the media industry, but like he's talking about the economy. And then we talk about like financial physical control. Then we talk about like prejudice powers and then like religious prejudice and like power and institution etc 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 so like I've always viewed this conversation from like a somewhat different lens um so for me hearing Dave Chappelle's skit it 
made an uncomfortable topic maybe more digestible to speak about and I think um he does that pretty well like I'm not a huge fan of his antics however I will say he's taken controversial topics brought them to the like center stage and allow like us to have this conversation without it being so uncomfortable that's just my opinion so yeah I'm thinking about the things that you were saying where I think it's like I think he I think he's done a job of making it more of a conversation but then I think it's dependent on the people who are then having the conversation to do it in the right way and I think oftentimes it's like the classic problem of social media which we just talked about it's like the people who have the largest microphones are often the people who are doing the least amount of like quality control in terms of like here's actually what I'm trying to get across where you then just get people who are just saying anything and they don't realize like hey I've I, I've driven myself down a road where I don't have an offering or I don't actually really know what I'm trying to get at here. I'm just saying stuff that feels right to me without any type of like larger goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a lot of the problem about all of this stuff, like the Kanye Kyrie stuff, even this is that like, I think people are just kind of like shooting from the hip without saying like, okay, what is like my actual like intention here? What am I actually trying to like get across? Okay. So like, I think it's like, it's you people, say that, I think, Kyrie mm -hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off my back. Go ahead. No, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm, go, no, go. Like Kyrie comes to mind, right? A person who truthfully, I think was just attempting to be curious about the topic, tweeted out a link and then got all this backlash because it's anti whatever. When I mean, the top of that no, movie, I mean, if mm. contextually, historically, religiously has context, I mean, but also in that same vein, it might do that in some moments, but in other moments it is saying, hey, the But why is that person or punished for being curious about a topic? That that's where the problem becomes. But then it's a matter of how are you curious and is the way in which you're curious overtly denying something that has happened. But then I think that's that's what that, actual that, that's my question to you. Because per my knowledge, per me reviewing his page, per me reviewing any interviews, per me view, reviewing any articles, the man just tweeted a link. I'm not but talking I don't, about I don't, Nick, I'm not talking about Nick Cannon. I'm talking about Kyrie. The man tweeted a link, bro. He I think he we tried to I think we tried to on it. He he never said I agree with this, I disagree with this. I think we tried he to make tweeted things. a link and was forced to give an apology. I think we tried After to being an observer. No, I think you're I think you're playing. Yeah, you're oversimplifying you're being it. Yeah. You're oversimplifying he, he it. Knew what it's the like you can't he you can't act like you don't have ownership was. of something just because it goes yeah. bad. <laughs> it's like he knew what the climate he, was and he tweeted it. Like, do I think that they were doing a lot with his punishment or whatever? Sure, but like to sit here, like he just randomly tweeted a link because he randomly yeah, had it's like you got you got caught, like, you got caught out. You got caught out. Yeah. And it's like you just weren't careful. You literally got caught out. That would be like if all of a sudden, if on your Slack channel, you were all of a sudden tweeting out something or you were just <laughs> like, hey, everyone, I read this. Now. But no, but that's like the literal equivalent is like if you were just sharing something with other people at work or something, and it all of a sudden, Twitter is or like we're randomly just having this conversation about Jewish people, like because it's a, like we're not randomly having this conversation. No, I, I, I hear what y'all are saying on terms of like, time and circumstance type of thing which i don't disagree like was he intentionally tweeting it out to spark controversy maybe possibly but the lawyer the funny thing but but the funny thing is i actually don't think no but the funny thing is i actually don't think he was 
trying to i don't think he had some plan of like hey i'm gonna start shit i just think he was being very 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 careless but that carelessness doesn't come at a cost you then can't act like to mckenzie's point you fucked up like sometimes you just got to take one on the chin and be like yo i either a i meant to do this or a i didn't but that doesn't mean that it wasn't wrong or that something bad didn't happen sometimes you just got to take shit on the chin and just be like yo I mean, oh, I hear that, but the bigger conversation for me here was like um, the fact that we can't necessarily speak about like certain things pertaining to a certain community without being held accountable. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's true, but I also think it's like it's like the same thing where it's like the people who are receiving the message, but also the people who are delivering it, where I think also the people who are delivering it are also feeding into the tropes that they are actively trying to like make a point about where it's like if you look at and like i'm using this example like very broadly but like if you look at like the voices who are amplified who are oftentimes like extremists or in terms of like black israelites who have this very specific version of blackness and the, like in this specific form where it's like the people who we are then tasking with trying to elevate the wrong are often not the ones who are probably the best at doing it where it's like, okay, you're going to offer it from this very specific lens that it's probably not actually geared towards having that real conversation, but it's just actively geared towards pissing the people who you're mad at off. It's not actually like, hey, let's actually have this conversation. So let me bring in Farrakhan. That's not going to work if you actually want to start a conversation. I'm serious. I'm dead ass serious. I'm, dead <laughs> I'm dead not serious. going there with you right now, Noah, but okay. <laughs> I don't with what that's, you but that's the larger point is that if, if if the goal is to actually start a conversation it can't be through people who are only going to make the other side mad and that goes for people on both sides that's not just a thing for black people to focus on too that's also a thing for people who are jewish or people who are white it's like you i can't think that's like for me that's the issue with this conversation because as in, within the joke that dave Chappelle said which is the conversation we're having how do we feel about dave Chappelle's skit um when it's other persons or peoples or minorities and subclasses else like it's okay to joke on black people and not get like that's why mckenzie was mad about the kanye thing she literally was like going on i don't want to say a tangent because it has net negative connotations but like whatever um about how black people didn't hold him accountable and all these other like white brands and others were still supporting kanye whether we did as black people or not so like yeah i mean i think that's but that's just the general difficulty and that's why it oftentimes sucks to have these that's why it's a problem stop saying it sucks if something needs to be done i'm not just gonna like chip it up to the the masses and say like yeah that's cool no i'm not doing that it's done about it yeah i mean the best thing you can do it's not like we can tell other people how to do anything it's just hey here's the problem that i'm seeing but i mean then again that goes to how do you actually spark change it's always a broader conversation. <sighs> and with that concludes season three, episode four. Season three? What's really going on? <laughs> the what's episode really going on podcast. Four. As always, Mackenzie and Henry, thank you. Be sure to listen to all of our content, whether on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, or YouTube, where you can watch special videos in full. Be sure to follow us on social media at WRGOPod on Instagram, Twitter, and <laughs> TikTok, as always. Thank you as I look for the record button. And there it is. Thank you. Bye.